What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Wallnow, and if you are single, this episode is for you. If you have a dream in your heart and you don't know what to do, this episode is for you. Today, my friend Beth Guajardo is joining me, and this is a great, authentic, real conversation with a friend that I've had for nearly a decade now. She impacted my life as a single woman, as a friend, as a one of those friends that you just go to and you're like, I know you're going to be real and I know you're going to share wisdom and I know you're going to share love. And I've always seen her walk in such purity. I've seen her walk in powerful leadership by the way she serves and loves others. And I hope that you're impacted by her in this brief time we have together as much as I have been impacted by her life. So just want to encourage you to stay tuned in. You guys have been asking for me to address singlehood and we are here. We are ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited because my friend Beth Guajardo is hopping on today. And while she is the director of You Are Power Kids in Dallas, um, she goes, she like means way more to me than that. And it's really special what she does. But like, I remember meeting Beth back in the day. Beth, I'm about to, Beth, I'm about to go there. And we went to a cabin retreat. There were like, I don't know, a handful to like a, I don't know eight of us or something. And I still, I still remember being like, how did I get invited? Because I was new to the church and it was was like random girls, but not. And, um, anyways, I just remember so many hilarious things that happened that weekend with all of us. And we were all still getting to know one another. Some people already knew one another, but I was getting to know everybody. And I think one of my favorite memories that I'm totally going to share is when I was like, we should go around and I was joking, we should go around and share our deepest, darkest sin. And I was like, ha And then it was like, <laughs> wait, so everybody went around and shared something horrible they did in their life. And then people actually did. It got then, started. We were like three people and it was like, oh man, there's like no turning back. And it was like things that were really horrible. People were like, oh, it's okay. And things that weren't that horrible, people were like, oh. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. We would, oh we would probably never do that now, but we did do that then, and that that's funny to me. Anyways. Those are the types of situations that you find yourself in when you have a personality like we do. Yeah. Like, when people don't get your humor, and they're like, oh, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, you don't get me. <laughs> and now I know this stuff about you. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> it was so funny, but honestly, um, honestly, I'll just never forget that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's it is pretty dangerous to have <laughs> personality. But I love also. Um, I wanted to start off by saying I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I love hearing you say that. That's like uh, that on purpose. Yes, um, Beth would like open up our almost <laughs> of <the> church ceremonies. <laughs> church services and announcements and she'd be like we're so glad you're here and so it became like this staple that people like would equate Beth with and everybody just couldn't wait to hear her say it and still to this day it's like that tagline so I am so glad you're here and before we hop into all the exciting fun things will you will you give a brief update about where you're at like you know your husband and kids and then what you do right now for a living yeah so I'm Beth Guardo. I am 38 years old. Um, I met my husband um, right before I turned 30. Um, we dated for about eight months and then we got married 
Um, about a year later, we had our first baby. Year and a half after that, we had um, number two. Year and a half after that, we had number three. And a year after that, uh, number four. So, um, you know, in my in my 20s, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> the Lord's not going to have time to give me all the kids that I want. And he did. And so I'm so thankful. So we've got four beautiful children. Um, I used to, um, well, I, I used to do a lot of things. I used to be a children's pastor. I used to work um, at a hospital doing child life. Um, I used to teach kindergarten. And now I'm the director of our school at our church. It's called You Are Power Kids. Um, we are two years old through third grade we're currently we're adding one grade each year up until fifth grade so that we have grown from pre-k all the way to third grade which is a really big deal for us and we're in our fifth year so um it's going well it's going great that's kind of what i'm up to now i um you know i kind of have my hands in a lot of little different things just kind of helping other friends out like in different ministries and volunteering but um my life is just about family and people and the kingdom. So I'm totally. excited just to have a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of me in a lot of different places. Well, I think, I think you're also one of those people that can do a lot of things. And I don't ever see you being that person that just does this one thing forever because you are so gifted and, and you're really, you, you're really good. Like when you say yes, you're all in, in an area too. And I really love that. Like, I don't see you as somebody who's, you know, spread too thin. Now for people who don't know how to do things like that, they may think, but no, I know you. And I think you're really good at protecting your schedule and what the Lord's called you to. And this is crazy. I can't believe I, I mean, this is crazy. I helped throw your 30th birthday party. You did. It was one of the best nights of my life. Listen, to this day. I feel like I was just Jenny's assistant. If we're going to be really honest, I was like, okay, I honestly couldn't believe that I was asked to help. It was still one of those like culture shock moments for me. I was like, what me, you want me to do what? Um, but that was really fun and watching you and Victor. So I will say, um, I know I do want to get into the education, but there are so many people and I'm like, who better to ask than you for real, who asked me to dialogue about singlehood. And I wanted, I want people like who are listening to know, like Beth gave me some of the greatest advice. And so you may need to hop in and I want you to know something I've never forgot. And I tell people all the time and I name drop you all the time. And I'm like, my friend, Beth Guajardo gave me the best advice. If you oh are, single, are you ready? I know you're like, I, oh, no. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> you're like, if you're single, you live, like if you want a couch, don't save up for it and wait to get it till you're married. You don't know when you're going to get married. Even if you're dating, no matter what, no matter what phase of life you're in, if you want the couch, go get the couch. Like live as though, like don't wait till you're married to do all these special things. Like go do it now. Like live fully while you're single. And I love that advice. And so for the people who are single listening in, what would you add to that? Or what other advice do you have as well? Oh, man. I love talking about that season because when you're in it, it just feels like a struggle and it feels like you can't see the light at the end. Like if, if you are one of those people that have just always wanted to be a mama, um, you know, and, and be married or dad, um, you know, just kind of depending on how you have uh, pictured your life. A lot of times we find our place, our, ourselves in a place 
um, that's not where we imagined and it's not where we pictured. And to be honest, in my early 20s, um, I was, it was hard for me just because I, I went to a, a Christian school, um, a Christian college, and all of my family had gone to Christian college and they all met and got married in Christian college. And I was kind of like the only one in my family who didn't. And so, um, like our family legacy was like you, you meet and marry the person in college when you're 20, 21. Uh, and here I was 24 and I, I didn't get that MRS degree. And so it was just like, oh man, what I, I wasn't, I literally had never pictured my life after college uh, without a family. And yet here I was. And so um, I feel like for a few years there, I just was walking in disappointment. Like, oh man, where's I, I, where's my husband? I wish I could get married. And, and, you know, when you walk into the room, is that him? Is that him? <laughs> and it's exhausting. Um, and I really feel like I got to a place when I was about 27. Um, I was, I was in an inner healing session with our friend, Charla. Um, and, and she was just kind of asking me like, what do you feel like the Lord is saying to you in this, about this season, about this, um, this feeling that you're walking in just like of this longing and um and I really felt the Lord just speak to my heart very clearly I know what I have for you and I know when I have it and you can get there with joy or you can get there being miserable and for me it was like it was like he had this date on the calendar he knew it was happening it wasn't going to be pushed back just because I walked through it being miserable right. and I couldn't speed it up if I was ha choosing a joyful heart it was just it, it was what it was and I could I could choose to walk it out however um and so I feel like that gave me freedom to be like okay well I am gonna buy the couch I am gonna go on vacation with my girlfriends I am going to you know do these different things that I had kind of reserved for once I'm married and happy then I'll do those things but I started living my best life and having fun and just taking the pressure off of my current circumstance of being single. Um, and as a byproduct, that kind of makes you a little bit more attractive <laughs> when you're just enjoying your life and you're, you're happy and you're not putting pressure on every situation or on every person that you meet. Um, it does free you up and it does, um, allow you just to walk in your true identity of who the Lord's called you to be and um, and not wait to get that identity from somebody else. So for me, I feel like that was just um, the, the biggest kind of life shift that happened to me around 27 was just just to choose to walk with joy and just, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what the Lord's going to do. So I always I watched you walk through that and I I when my first home group was at your house with like you, David Porkadu, I want to say Jane and Truman mm -hmm. and, and um, a couple of other people. Sorry if you're listening and you're all And you were uh, wearing a hat. I, I remember this. I was wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. when I know what kind of hat you're talking about too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good memory. Okay. So that, that's like, I remember like meeting you and, just there was a piece on you about like you've always been very real and transparent and you've always been it, to me you're a very strong woman you've always been steadfast and strong but there's also a place of you where you've allowed um people into what's i mean of course you're not going to let people in the trenches that don't need to be in the trenches with you but you have this you've always had this maturity i feel like beyond your years which i'm sure people told you that all the time 
but I've always, I've always looked up to you and I've always admired. And I still, it's, this is crazy with the memory that the Lord is restoring in my, but there's things that you've said that are so amazing. That I still remember to this day that I still repeat to the people beyond what I just shared. And we could take the whole podcast time for me to do that, but share those things. But I, I really, I really do admire, um, the way that you've lived your life. And I think it's important and it, and it is a life set apart to say, okay, Lord, what are you saying? And then being able to say, okay, and walk in that. It's that yeah. sometimes it can be hard, but really it's harder when we don't. Yeah. So then true. It's yeah. crazy. Well, and it turns out that marriage is wonderful and, uh, and it's so much fun and it's such a gift, but it's not like, I crossed over into the promised land. Like, you know, there's still things that we're dealing with. Like, you know, there's, it's just a different stage of life and being, looking back and reflecting on being single, just what a sweet, sweet time that was and what a sacred stage of life. And the same thing when that, that period when you're married and you don't have kids yet, what a sweet little stage that is. And then when you have brand new babies, like there's just, but each stage is really hard too. And it's, you're growing and you're doing things that you've never done before. And so it's, I, I feel like uh, also taking that uh, expectation off of that's when I'll be happy. That's when my life will be complete. That's when, yeah. you know, and putting the pressure on the next stage of life um, and just letting the Lord just work it out and let you grow and, um, that's been my favorite part is just kind of reflecting back and watching how much the Lord has grown me uh, from things I said I could never do or would never do, or it would never make me happy to I'm walking in and um, there's just been so much grace for it. So I love that. Right. <laughs> that's really good. Um, you're also like, you're so good at ministering to women and to children. Like I think you have a, a huge gift in, in like um, a call to like, ministry with women and with children. And right now, um, you, you've, so you started this whole, you are power kids with our friend, Giovanna. So yes. how people, so, and that's after marriage. So you're only five years into this thing that's growing so fast and taking on, I mean, parents, the, the way they talk about power kids is phenomenal. So for people tuning in, I want you to know, I, Beth, I want you to speak into this. Like you guys may have a dream or you may think you're headed one way and God may plot twist it a whole different direction. So how, how did this work for you going from, were you teaching before you did your power kids? I don't remember. I was, yeah, I was teaching kindergarten and I had my, my oh, first baby. For <laughs> yes, you did. You came to my class. Um, so I was teaching kindergarten. I had my first baby and, um, we were we were very lucky to have a friend of ours who stayed at home with him and just mothered him well. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure where I would put him if she didn't have him. And then we were we were kind of facing that direction, like, okay, we're we're gonna need to get something just a little more uh, long term. Uh, and there was just not anywhere that I was super excited to put my baby. Um, and I really, it's that struggle as a mom, like, you know, I can spend my time with, with my child and really pour into him and, and, and train him and teach him up, or I can continue teaching and, and help grow a classroom full of kids. And I, I don't know that one would have been necessarily much better than the other. It's just kind of whichever one, either way the Lord leads you. But um, I was just 
I, I just didn't have anywhere that I was super excited about putting my kids. And there are Christian schools all over um, our the, the Metroplex. We live in Dallas. And um, I mean, there there are good places where he would have been loved and would have been safe. Um, but for us, we had we're just carrying this uh, heartbeat um, of just worship and prayer and just really want him to grow in that and grow up in that. Um, and so I just really started praying about starting a school and what does that look like? And, uh, honestly, just, I, I didn't, I didn't even know the ins and outs or even how to get started, but I just said, Lord, would you bring someone alongside that would partner with me in this? And I did not know this, but at the same time, I'm processing all of this. I have this idea and I'm praying about it. My friend, Giovanna. Um, also has this idea. And so she gets the idea, I want to start a school at our church. And um, she had been fasting and praying for someone to come alongside of her. So we each had this idea independently of each other. But the Lord was birthing the exact same thing in both of us. And we were both praying for a partner to come alongside of us. Um, so I just emailed her one, one afternoon. I was like, hey, I know this sounds really weird, but what do you think about starting a school at the Upper Realm? And she was like, oh, my gosh, I've been praying about this. And so it was so fun just that um, there was no convincing. There was no, um, you know, how to like, it was just like, there was just a yes from the beginning. Um, and it's so funny because we both kind of say, looking back, if we had known how hard it was, we probably wouldn't have done it, at least not as quickly as we did wow. it. Because it was really, really hard. We didn't make Wow. Any minute, and we we both left full time jobs with benefits and you know uh, consistent income that could help our family, you know, um, and and we basically went to <laughs> I think the first year we um, we each made it was around two thousand dollars for the year, <laughs> so we basically I mean just it was it was a labor of love that we were that we were doing, but. Um, but it was just so sweet and such a sweet season. And even in that, um, just the Lord so gently bringing along um, just wisdom, strategy, uh, how to do it, how to, how to handle being a, a business owner. And anyways, it was just, it was really fun. It was really exciting and a little bit, a lot of it scary. Um but if we, if the Lord has just grown it. We started out with 12 kids. Now we have 60, which is still pretty small for a school. But like just in, in five years, just, you know, kind of making that jump. And, That's crazy. Um, so it's been fun. Yeah, we started out just going through pre-K and then we've added kindergarten for a second. Now we're adding third. And um, the Lord has just been so, so faithful in each step of it. And so, um I just, it's it's so fun to partner with him and his ideas. And so if we can just kind of latch onto his, his direction, I like just kind of grab on and be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what I'm saying yes to, but yes, like whatever, whatever you're going to do, I'm in. So. So real. That's so real. Yeah. I, I think that seeing you guys, you like, I feel like you guys did this so fast. Like it happened so fast and now it's just a normal part of upper room. Like it's just, like you just see the kids being dropped off. I mean, it's just like, it is part of the community. And I love hearing parents talk about, it. there's even like a waiting list I've heard, which is like so crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm like, 
But that's <laughs> I know it's going to grow and it's always going to become exactly what it needs to be and the size it needs to be. So when learning, learning what you've learned, because I love kids, like um, I love equipping children. What do you feel is like, what are you experiencing in God or what would you say um, is significant in this time of educating children the way that you guys are? Yeah. So for, for me, the reason that I, I just wasn't excited about any of the options that were before me was just the heart that the Lord had given me for my kids. Um, and just to speak their identity. Um, at this point I was pregnant with my second. And so, you know, you, you kind of just start dreaming about how you're going to raise your kids and, and what that's going to look like. And, um, we just wanted to, to our kids to know their identity in Christ and just be, completely confident um in just being a child of God and that they can hear his voice and um and and all of those things how to worship how to enter in in the midst of uh life and so um our our um motto our 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 dream our goal became um where a place where kids can learn who they were created to be while they're learning what they were created to do um, cause it's not that academics aren't important. Academics are so important. Kids need to learn how to read. They need to learn how to do math. They need to know the science, you know, behind some things. But when you can, when you can teach a child with their identity in mind and when you can bring correction to their life of, oh, wow, that wasn't really kind, the thing that you just did, but you are a kind kid. The Lord has created this heart in you that, and when you can just speak their identity over them and then just keep moving through the day, um, it just brings purpose to what we do. So we're not learning, um, you know, reading and math and science just because that's the next thing on our list. It's because we have a creative God who has done all of these things around us and we want to we want to be able to discover those things. We have to be able to read, to read his word. We have to be able to, you know, do math in order to um, just function in the world that he's put us in. And I, and I feel like um, when there's, you know, when I was in school, it was kind of like, well, why are we learning this? What is, when am I going to use this? Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you can put a perspective on it that like, hey, you were created in the midst of this amazing environment and let's learn and let's grow in these things so that you can understand the world that we live in and, and why God has put you here. It gives purpose wow. and meaning behind the things that they're learning. Um, and it's not unto nothing. And so it's not that... Uh, it's not that academics are not important. We just want to push through and worship, but it's we want to worship and we want to enter in wow. while we're doing math and while we're doing science because that's who we're created to be. We're not created to separate ourselves one from the other. It's just it's just who we are. And so that was our dream for the school that we wanted to create. And um, it's just been such a gift and such a blessing just to watch these kids not only walk in their own identity, but just, and they're speaking it over each other and they're speaking like they're praying for healing um, after a spelling test. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so surreal to watch um, just these, these kids flow and who they were created to be in these, in these moments in the day when they're learning academics. So it's so fun. It's so fun to watch. I love that. That's a game changer. Cause I mean, so many of us could say, 
if we would have understood why we were learning was so important, like there's a lot of classes we had that have nothing to do with anything we do now. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this meme. I think it was a meme. The thing is, it could have been a meme or like an actual mom that I am friends with on Facebook that posted this. I just, it's like a screenshot of a text thread. And it was like, mom, my teachers just, or, or none of this even matters. I'm not gonna need to know anything about rocks one day, like down the road <laughs> when I'm an adult. And it's like, you know what though? That's kind of, it's kind of true. I mean, there may yeah. be like, <laughs> no, right. like, but there, when you know why you're learning something, it makes it so much more valuable. Or like, you know, when you're teaching kids about purity, we grew up in a very religious atmosphere where it was like, yes or no, but there was mm -hmm. no why. There was no reason why. My family yeah. do that, thank you, Jesus. But the church we grew up in was very much like law driven. But when you understand mm -hmm. why that is in place in the why purity is valuable, why are what freedom really means, like why should we honor our neighbor and love our neighbors or stuff? Why should we honor our parents? Why should we, you know, mm -hmm. XYZ, it really is a game changer and, and it's something you remember a whole lot more than you know, feeling shame for breaking it. You know, it's more like when you understand why, you're like, wait, it empowers you to remain who you are. Yes. Yeah, totally. And it's that identity and just knowing that like if if I if I did mess up in this area, that's not what defines me. Like it's it's who he says I am, which is just so so beautiful and I love that like that kid is like well I don't need to know these rocks but what's amazing is that we're all created so uniquely there is a group of people who the Lord really needs to know about rocks yeah. and they lead the way in that when there's another group of kids who really just thrive in math and, and numbers and geometry and um, and they're engineer you know what I mean like it's just it's amazing how uniquely we're all created and we learn these things and we just all thrive in these different things. And it's so, uh, it's so fun to watch, <laughs> but I totally agree. I'm still waiting for, uh, for geometry to, to make its presence in my adult life. <laughs> Cause I took that class twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's true. You know, I, I think that's really true. I think, um, even for people listening in, what would you say? Cause education system is really taking a hit right now. And what I love about everything that I've heard you say, like literally, I'm like, yes, this is my heart. You know, we can sit back and we can complain. We can mm -hmm. complain or we can be part of a solution. And God has created all of us to be part of a solution. And it could be serving in a small way, which actually plays a massive role. Like in the world, it could look small. But but to God, it's like it is the momentum to keep what he wants moving forward. Or it could be building something, you know, like like you're apostolic, like building something beautiful or wh whatever it may be. Um, what would you, so what would you say the process is like for people who have a dream who are listening in? Cause I think, I think the education system is super important. And so people are seeing issues with it and you can sit back and complain, but if you're mm -hmm. wrong about it, what's the process of knowing how you can be part of the solution? Yeah, I would, I would just say, just really, it, it sounds so cliche, but just really starting in prayer and be like, Lord, what is your heart for this area? Like I, this area bothers me and it's like, it's doing something in me, like something in me is rising up. And so it, and it's, yeah, either I can complain or you can show me uh, why is this affecting me so much and what am I supposed to do with that? And so uh, like for me, I was supposed to start a school, which is, it was so crazy but um but the lord has 
there's never been a moment where he failed me. There was, there's never been a moment where something suffered because uh, he called someone that was, he was still equipping, you know, I wasn't, um, I, I, I wasn't like the expert that came in and was like, okay, everybody listen up. This is, this is how we're going to do this. This is how it's going to go. But I, I I, like, (laughs) I know so much more now than I did when we started. And I'm sure you know, five, 10 years from now, I'm going to look back on this moment and be like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. But uh, if we are just humble and just say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? Um, And then just really trusting and saying yes to that. And like I said, looking back, uh, it's like, man, I don't know that we would have jumped in as quick as we did if we had known how it was going to go. But he was so faithful in that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it, like for those out there who are thinking about possibly starting a business or you have, like you've, you've heard a yes and you're moving forward and you're just, um, you, you feel like you don't really know how to go next. Like just watch the Lord be faithful in the little bitty things and write them down so that you can remember them. There was a time, it was the end of our first school year, Javan and I, um, we're, we've had a barely enough left in our budget to pay our teachers, which meant we were not going to get a last paycheck. And we were like, I want to say like $67 short from getting somebody paid. And we sold candy bars in the lobby at church and we got enough money I to pay our final, like our final paycheck. But it was like, he was so faithful, like in those, in those little, little things that it was like, what have we done? We've started this thing. We can't pay these people. And and, and through candy bars, it, it, it happened. And so I just really, and that's something that I will never forget because if you're ever, we can all look back and, and those moments where it was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like the whole thing is about to fall apart. And then the Lord comes through wow. those moments are the things that keep you moving forward. And so yeah. I would just say for people, they're like on the, on the edge. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or I don't know. Uh, I, I said yes, but now it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. Um, just really asking uh, the Lord just to be faithful in those details and then really taking note of it. Like not, uh, n- not letting it pass you by or, uh, you know, over like uh, overseeing it, but like just really taking that in and be like, Oh wow, you were faithful here. Okay. I'm going to remember that you were faithful right here. Cause sometimes it is just a bunch of little bitty things, which we it can pass us by if we're not paying attention, but uh, that's how much he loves us. That he shows up in the tiny details and also the life-saving moments <laughs> like where we're, we are way beyond our capacity as a human, where he just has to come in and do supernatural things, which is yeah. who he is. And it's wonderful. So. I love that, Beth. That's so powerful. I think that is like truly this this podcast is called Set Apart because being set apart, you cannot be set apart without knowing the Father and leaning into Him and all and always and everything you said throughout. Like you're not a hyper spiritual person. You're a kingdom person. Like you are. Like I don't. You know when people are like, uh, um, I'm not trying to over spiritualize this, but but I'm like no. But like it's the truth. Like we yeah. we. Everything we do, we're being led by the greatest commander in chief. We're being led by the greatest leader, by the greatest financer, by the greatest provider, protector, you name it. And I love hearing those stories because um, one day you'll look back. Like when I look back at Samuel school, I'm like, like I forget. 
I don't forget because it feels like my baby, but it doesn't feel like my baby. It's like mm -hmm. I was in college. Literally, my children are in college now. My first mm -hmm. school kids. I'm like, what? But but I see something like that, and I just look like at all the hard moments that happened. But how precious it was, and how faithful God always was. And yeah. now coming out now, it's like, wow, we knew how to protect people because we are led by Him and protect. Yeah because we are led by him and we wouldn't have known how to do that had the spirit not led us because there weren't other churches doing what we were doing in the level of protection yeah. for kids and volunteers and all that. So I just think God is so amazing. Okay. So we're going to close this up, which is so sad and so weird to be closing this up now, but this has been so solid and so beautiful and I'm really grateful for you. Is there, is there any way that you could close by praying and then we'll let people know how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, I would love that. And thank you. And I just want to say one thing real quick, just about um, about us being qualified or not qualified to do what we do. When you, Jamie Lynn, came in as the children's pastor um, at, at the upper room, um, you didn't have kids. You weren't married. You, didn't, you know what I mean? And, and But the Lord chose you and you led an entire group of people. That was the same way for me when I became a children's pastor. I didn't, I didn't have kids. I was a single girl. And, mm -hmm. um, but the Lord, so for people who are listening that just feel like, well, I could never step into that. Like he's going to call who he's going to call and he's going to give all of us the ability to walk that out. So I um, love that. I was saying even earlier you were like we had no idea what we were doing and it's like it's good because some people really wouldn't step into it if they knew like if the Lord told me how long it would take for me to walk down the aisle to Lance I probably wouldn't mm -hmm. be so patient I don't know yes. <laughs> but like there's so many things like that yes like I when I'm on following Jesus Jesus <laughs> that's what he's name for him just kidding. Uh, following Jesus is uncomfortable. It's stretching. It's like yes. a group you didn't know you had and you thought was just for somebody else. But he's like, yes. no, it's actually for you. And and it puts tools in your tool belt. I feel like I'm using all these different analogies. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the 50 hour line <laughs> but anyways i i love that i love that you're so yes to everyone tuning in i love that you're making a point about like it isn't about us if it was we would it is not about us i mean there is very little in our lives that are actually about us that's kind of shocking <laughs> brushing your teeth is still for other people okay call right. it self-care but it's for other people <laughs> that's true Oh, well, yes. Let me pray for all of us. Uh, Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. Father, you are so faithful. And I just thank you um, just for example after example after example of people in the Bible that you called to do really big things that just honestly were not qualified. And I thank you that your grace um, and your mercy, Father, uh, and your wisdom is what sustains us. Um, and I just thank you for so many examples that we get to read about and, and just glean from Father that um, we get to see their other side and we get to see how you brought them through it. And it just gives us faith um, just in who you are, that you would do that for us as well, God, that you would do it again. And so, Father, I just thank you um, that, that you're a good dad, that you, 
You know the desires that you put on our hearts. You know the passions that we have. You know the things that make us come alive. Um, and you have things prepared for us to do in the kingdom um, that are going to use those things. And I just, uh, I'm in awe of how you you just put it together so well. Um, and you just lead us so well. So I just pray for a boldness and anyone listening uh that is just on the edge of, of saying yes to something that is on the edge of um, where there's something stirring in their heart, even where it's frustration or um, just, ah, things need to be different. God, would you just start to speak into those places, God? And I just pray that we would all just uh, continue just to humble ourselves before you, that it really is not about us. Yeah. It's really not about us. It's all about you. And I just thank you, God, that you you will be glorified, whether it's through us or through the rocks. Um, you will be glorified and your name will be will be praised, Father. But I just pray that we would be humble enough that you would use us, that we would be um, just faithful to you as you're faithful to us, God. We love you. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I love this. This Amen. is amazing. Thank you. That you're like a deep well of wisdom and and love. I'm grateful. Oh, thank you. How can people um how can people connect with you? Um, well, you can follow our school. It is ur.powerkids um on Instagram. That's our public page, our Facebook page is private. Um, and if you uh want to email me, my name uh, my email address is B Guajardo. I'm married into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's G U A J A R D O at U Room dot org. The letter U. So that's my info. I feel so. Any, <laughs> I feel so official even saying things like that. I know. That. If you <laughs> know my handle. anything that I say, you can email her with complaints. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> right. Tell her much you love her. I love this. Thank you. Thank you so much. And guys, I encourage you to go follow your Power Kids and. Um, to pray and seek the Lord about what you're doing. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel afraid. But when you say yes and dive in with him, my goodness, it's an adventure of excitement. And you'll look back and you won't, it's like, you're going to look back and be like, was I on autopilot with God? Cause that was awesome. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. <laughs> but he will get you through it. I know it. So if you guys find value in this um, podcast and in this content, please subscribe, leave a written review. And then also we now have it open to where you can come and support all things media by going to jamielinwalnall.com and joining the tribe. And you can now sew into our ministry for extra content and help us get media going because it's been free 99 for me for the past five years. And this is what the Lord showed me to invite people to join the tribe and sew financially into the Next America Show, which airs every Tuesday night on my YouTube channel and um, Set Apart podcast on Tuesdays and everywhere we want to go with it. So thank you guys. Love you. And we'll see you next week on Set Apart with